0: Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hey everybody, how's it going? We are back on the
1: radio and today I have a fantastic guest who is going to enlighten us into a whole new area of technology. So um, for many months now, we've been talking about virtual reality and augmented reality and the impact that it's going to have on storytelling and all the uh, technology opportunities um, that it's really going to bring. But now we're going to dig a little bit more into the business opportunities with virtual reality. So we have the fabulous Brad Lynette, who is the IT project manager over at PayScout, which is a global payment processing provider. And you're probably saying, wait a minute, what does what does global payment processing have to do with VR? Well, Brad is going to enlighten us. And I first met Brad um, at a, a big shopping trade show, shop.org, and um, saw this fantastic demo and just knew that everyone had to learn about what they were doing. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's have... A big tech cat hand for the fantastic Brad Lynette. <laughs> the studio audience always goes wild. <laughs> How are you doing, there Brad?
2: <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you doing, Lori? Um,
1: I have a little tickle in my throat, but I'm doing the best to, <laughs> to hide it. Um, so, Brad, tell us about, um, about yourself and uh, your role at Pay Scout.
2: Absolutely. Um, so I've been working with technology, uh, you know, as a hobbyist and professionally for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. I don't want to say too high a number and date myself, but <laughs> I've been doing it for quite a while. Uh, started working with PayScout, uh, almost two years ago, uh, with their IT department, and really PayScout got involved with, uh, uh virtual reality um, because one of our executives is involved with the, you know, Sundance Film Institute, so from the creative end, he was introduced very early on to virtual reality. Um, and working with a payments company where we process uh, e-commerce uh, and, you know, retail card present, card not present transactions globally, we wanted to see how that could apply to payments. So what we did is we created a proof of concept. Uh, first off, to show what would commerce look like in virtual reality? Is it possible? Can you take a payment? What what challenges are there? And then what are we going to learn from that experience? So we did that, actually, uh, towards the tail end of last year. And then during this year, we we wanted to create a an actual live application. We wanted to introduce this and, and make it available. So what we did is we created... With an actual merchant uh, named Body Language, a Los Angeles based e-tailer. We created the application. <clears throat> Pardon me. And what it is, is it goes through virtual reality, right? You, you see a 360 experience. It really ties you into the product, the brand. It, it brings you into this immersive space uh, so you feel a connection with what you're looking at. And then it allows you to purchase. Now that sounds simple, just to purchase. And we tried to make it as simple as possible because that's what it should be. Our goal with the entire endeavor is to make a frictionless payment possible in virtual reality. So we, we've worked with partners um, such as you know Visa, we've worked obviously with the Merchant, Body Language and, and, and numerous others, and we were able to execute on this. My my role in pay scout has been just to kind of guide the development and the, the the technical aspects of the virtual reality and how that's going to tie into our standard payments i kind of give you the overview
1: <laughs> oh no that no, no that's great um well i wanted to backtrack just for a minute because it's fascinating what you're doing you know basically allowing shopping to happen in vr which is something that i think um makes me more excited about vr than anything else <laughs> <laughs> As a professional shopper, but um, I want to step back a little bit and just talk a little bit about the concept of fintech, um, because I think that's also really fascinating and, and sort of more background on PayScout. You know, can you talk a little bit about the the what fintech really is and why that's exploding right now?
2: Absolutely, and and, and I'm glad you asked it that way. Um, you know, fintech. Uh, Kind of gets written off in some cases because when you when you use your credit card or where you purchase something online, a lot of people kind of forget about what happens in the back end, um, and that 's where fintech comes in. We want to uh, kind of disrupt and optimize that space, so we use technology uh, to basically make the ability to conduct commerce, uh, execute financial transactions, deal with everything relating to finance better so we incorporate and we we take advantage of things that are emerging in technology, including you know AI, machine learning, big data, all those fancy tech buds words. They all apply directly to fintech and how you're going to implement those and use those to create better analytics, more personalized opportunities uh, down to the customer level. Um, you have a lot better analytics and reporting at a, a merchant level. So there there's a lot of opportunity, and you can get very, very granular with that. But the reality is is that we want to make the financial space better and you improve it, and optimize it and automate as much as possible as well with technology.
1: So it's all the fun stuff on the consumer side that's happening with the ways you can pay for things, um, which is as, as simple as something like Apple Pay. Um, you know, or in the case of near-field communication and, and those types of things, what Disney and some other places are doing where you wave a wand and it allows a purchase to happen.
2: Correct. Um, in incorporating things like IoT or, or Internet of Things, how, how different devices are going to communicate with each other. But really where that differentiates is the regulations behind payments is something that we, we definitely excel with because understanding how to make a secure and a, a legal transaction uh, with this technology is what gets a little more complicated. Um, but e- even things such as near-field technology, absolutely. Um, looking at, uh, obviously, your wearable technology, even, even one of the more majorly adopted innovations, you know, the chips that are in credit cards now, a lot of the foundation for this is definitely consumer-driven as far as the advancements because we want to make it more secure everything with with financial you want it to be secure uh so that's that's one of the driving forces behind a lot of the different technological innovations in that fintech sector um, definite advancements with encryption uh tokenization uh so so security becomes kind of first and foremost with a lot of the innovation from the techno- uh, from that fintech sector
1: and the reason I, I bring it up as sort of a trendmeister and as somebody looking at, like, what is everybody talking about? And also in the industry, you look at trade shows and you look at how many financial fintech conferences there are now as opposed to a few years ago. And it's just, like, tripled or, you know, quadrupled. <laughs> <laughs> I just made up that word. But um, but it's so big right now, and it's impacting everything. And, you know, we tend to look at things more from the consumer side, but at heart a lot of fintech is a B2B issue, but now the transactional piece, how a consumer pays for something is becoming more prominent. So I think that's what's so interesting the last few years is the consumer part is getting more attention, like the experience that the consumer has, which leads right back to, you know, what you guys are doing with um, with VR, but it, it's just really fascinating because you, I met you at shop.org, which traditionally was a conference where, you know, retailers and anyone servicing retailers at any point along the purchase was there. But now that, that like, actual, you know, how you pay for it is now like a whole section of the conference, right? Whereas it used to just... Not matter at all. Everyone just either paid for credit card or cash, and that was it for years, right?
2: Absolutely. I mean, it, of, I mean this hasn't moved in years. No, 100%. I mean, when you look at, at your standard retail markets, when you look at a lot of how this is going to apply directly to the customers, one of the big differences is how can we change that experience? So merchants are going to change it with their product. You're going to change it with you know some physical locations, but with a big boom in e-commerce, how you're paying with things, you know, and then with v-commerce or VR commerce, how we're enabling things to be purchased and how we're making that easier and more kind of uh, intuitive and in making that part of the experience can definitely alter anything for a retailer.
1: God, that is so crazy. All right, well, we're going to have to take a break in a moment. When we come back, I want you to take um, our listeners through. What the experience is when they put on the headset, and how how sh- that's going to feel, how that shopping experience in a virtual and and augmented reality experience is going to be, and um and what what maybe lies ahead, um for retailers because of this. So we're going to be back in a moment with the fabulous Brad Lynette, um who comforted me greatly when I was in the middle of an oral surgery situation. So I'll always appreciate that. <laughs> Who's the ITM and project management. um, You call yourself a project management professional at PayScout, um, which is a, a global payment processing provider. We'll be back in a moment digging more into the future of commerce with Brad.
2: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: Visit us at story-tech dot com. That's story-tech dot com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
2: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
0: Hello, everybody, and we are back talking with Brad Lynette,
1: who is the IT project management professional at, at the global payment processing provider, PayScout. And at PayScout, Brad is exploring lots of new emerging technologies and how commerce will play out in that way and how PayScout can bring to it its secure and well-tested expertise um, in creating safe transactions. And so Brad um, and I met at a conference where he was digging into um, VR commerce, so being able to purchase things in a VR environment. So can you take us through, you know, what actually happens when you enter the environment of of the uh, test that you did?
2: Absolutely. For the... Kind of that prototype that we did and what you actually saw at shop.org. I'll just kind of walk you through what that, uh, what that demo experience was. So a lot of decision went into every single part of this. So for starters, we wanted to showcase it kind of that lowest common denominator for virtual reality to show that if it can be built here, it can be done anywhere. So this was designed just for an Android phone um, to function on Google Cardboard. So you have a low adoption point for anybody to test this out. It works for just about any merchant, any e-tailer, anybody. So what happens is, is you launch a, an Android application in this case. You have a basic uh, first time user setup where you're going to input a basic, uh, you know, username, password, and then you're going to authenticate a payment method. Now for this activation and, and for this application, we partnered with Visa um, to utilize their Visa checkout digital wallet solution, which inherently had some additional uh, security and fraud tools with it as well. So, You basically log in, you log into an existing Visa Checkout account, or you can create one from within the app, Um, it'll take your credit card, Uh, if you don't already have it in there, you populate your digital wallet, same as any uh, other major digital wallet solution. Once you've authorized your payment method, then you're put inside a a 360 degree video experience that I kind of touched on earlier. This is that trailer, this is that opportunity for the, the merchant or the um, manufacturer of the application to really tell a story about a product or, or about a brand or however you want to deliver this. So you go through that experience, and the show floor, we had cut it down to about 40 seconds. So you go through a 40-second, 360-degree video, and then you're transitioned into a virtual store. Now, the merchant that we worked with for this was body language. They do, uh, they're an e-tailer based here in Los Angeles, they do uh, high-end women's athletic wear. So, you know, yoga pants, uh, athletic cool. wear. Once you've seen the video, which highlights some of that product, tells a story about one of their, the, the influencers or a believer, it uh, transitions to a virtual store where you'll see three different models uh, as you look around this loft-type studio space. And they'll be rotating, animated, have a little bit of personality to it instead of just looking at a product on a a flat computer screen. So they're waving at you, they're, they're dancing. You're able to interact with them based on the button on the Google Cardboard. And that'll open up a purchase menu where you're able to select the top, the bottom, what size you want. You're able to zoom in on the material, all of this in virtual reality. You're going to then add that I, to your I, my, court.
3: Sorry, I was just oh, going to say ahead. my favorite thing about it was that it was easy to understand, you know, that it wasn't awkward, like the interface and the experience. It was very clear to me, you know, I was looking at, you know, the opportunity to purchase and it was very clear, like, what the next steps were. And I've seen so many clunky interfaces in VR because it's so new and people don't quite understand how to, design experiences. So I thought that was really unique about what you guys had done.
2: Absolutely. We, we wanted the entire process to be very intuitive. When you're looking at any kind of new technology or new way of, especially for payments, you want it to be somewhat familiar. So with the purchase menu, the, the checkout screen, all of that, it's going to look very familiar to an e-com Uh, a standard website purchasing. So the menus, the buttons that you would expect to see are there. So this is going to show that you can make this a very simple process in virtual reality, but because it's virtual reality, you know, your imagination is a limit. You can create whatever you want. But this is a great example to show an easy entry point for commerce in virtual reality.
3: Yeah, I think that's been. Also, a big holdup for um, say my demographic, and, and let's um, I'll wear the hat right now as say the the mom of the house who owns the wallet and who is doing most of the purchasing for the family, right? And so for me, yeah. VR has always been gamer oriented, kind of. Um, Stressful (laughs) with shoot 'em up things, Um, and you know that's that's an area of content that I'm not personally interested in. But when I think about VR accomplishing things in my day to day life, and also being able to um, do shopping in a more engaging way rather than just an e-commerce website, which is you know so still so great. But to be able to hold a product or at least experience what it feels like to hold a product or interact with it, see it against myself or see it against a character in the um, experience, I think is very powerful. And I think it will be for for a lot of women who I think in many ways um, haven't fully engaged on the content experience of VR just because it has been a little bit more um, traditionally gamer and um, scary and, you know, sort of, sort of more of a male content oriented, and I'm being very stereotypical here, but kind of on purpose.
2: <laughs> well, playing into that stereotype just a little bit, um, you know, you, you have a, a, a busy, you know, working parent, um, and mm-hmm. virtual reality allows, to an extent, an escape as well, not just in games, not in digitally created just worlds and and, and experiences, but also a, a way to interact with things. So. I phrase it this way, for commerce specifically, retail is a great example for this. If you don't have the ability to go to the shop, you can go there virtually, so you have the experience of shopping without having to, you know, commute, drive there, get somewhere that may not be accessible for you, and you get to have that experience. And for the merchant end, the massive benefit as well, especially a lot of e-tailers or e-shops that are out there that don't have a physical location. They get to create one. Their customer base can experience a physical shopping experience virtually. And as a, as a merchant, you get the benefit of having that, that data, that analytics, showcasing additional product. Not, it, it's just set up in a much better way for that.
3: Yeah, I think, um, I think also, again, the experience with uh, sort of, um, I remember the pay window coming up, and it was very clear what to do. You know, it wasn't confusing, like I didn't wonder, do I click here or click there? It was all very easy. Which is why anytime you can make that transactional experience really easy, people are gonna buy more stuff. You know what I mean? Especially Absolutely. when it's done. I mean, it is so easy to go one click on Amazon right now and it's so easy and I've heard this from many families who have the um, the Disney bracelet. Um, when they wave at something to to get it, and, and it it adds to their bill, that it can become a little addictive and a little easy to to spend money that way. And so, great for the retailer, harder for the consumer. <laughs> you know,
2: at least if we can make an enjoyable experience for them too, why not? Right? Make it fun. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. No, it is. It is really. It was really fun, and I I definitely, for the first time, I think, felt like I understood kind of, you know, where all this can go. Now, you're working with a lot of different partners to make this happen, obviously. So, are you seeing that you're going to be going to different retailers um, to offer this experience to them? Like, how do you grow this?
2: So, uh, different opportunities are definitely presenting themselves. Um, We have some partners that we're working with, uh, direct merchants, direct retailers, uh, top consulting firms, um, because to be as, uh, I I have that habit, I tend to be blunt, Um, there's a lot that you can do wrong in this space too, and there's a lot that we learned along the way, and there's a definite value to that knowledge. So we're trying to help not only businesses kind of develop their virtual strategy um, as to how they're, you know, what their use case is for their business, what the model's going to be for executing in virtual reality. Because every business has a customer, some form of a customer, and customers right now are going to be moving in towards virtual reality, whether it be for novelty or, or just to experience it, but you want to have content. You want to have your business where customers are, so we definitely want to make it uh, easy for that, and we are working on some uh, large activations as well. Some of it I, I can't go into too specific, but uh oh, come on. definitely yes, be seeing can. more big ones. <laughs>
3: but all right, so you can't tell me secrets but um um, what are you the most excited about what you're doing next like uh, do you think that this will kind of usurp a lot of your time exploring VR or are you still going to keep your hands on a lot of other emerging technologies
2: I uh I get kind of, I guess, addicted to innovation at that point. I I like developing and creating new things and finding new ways. Um, When we're working with this virtual reality endeavor, there's a lot of great application. We want to make sure that we are, are, you know, taking advantage of that and and doing work there. Um, I'm still looking definitely towards the future, uh, you know, what what we currently have in development for AR, uh, what we currently have in development for web VR, and even some future things that we can't go too much into right now but we are definitely pursuing the future we're definitely staying on that on that edge
3: yeah I, I really do love the idea of you know where this could all go now the concept here for you guys though is that you're gonna take this 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 uh, technology this this uh, interface like a plug-in, and offer it up to other VR content creators so that they can just easily implement this, right? This is going to be for anyone who wants to add commerce
2: to their world. Exactly. That's that's definitely one of our major goals. We uh, we we want to make sure that we're giving this functionality out to everybody. We don't want to have the only commerce solution. We want to grow the that medium. We want to grow the platform of virtual reality. We want all these content creators to have another possibility of making uh, a living, a sustainable living in virtual reality without just relying on, on advertising. You can have direct commerce in there now. So one of the things that we're doing is we're releasing, um, you know, uh, our first iteration of a, a plug-in. It's going to be released on the Unity Asset Store. We wanna, we're going to first release this with Unity Developers um, and then we're going to bring it up.
3: Unity, you know, just for people that don't know, Unity is one of the big software packages that VR programmers and developers are using to to build VR experiences. So it will be available in one of the, you know, the prime VR software packages.
2: Correct. Unity is definitely someone that we've worked with a lot along the way to to develop this. Um, we you know we chose to work with them because they've. They're becoming that standard for uh, virtual reality, augmented reality. Um, I think it was most recent statistic I saw, I think it was like over two-thirds of all virtual reality and augmented reality applications are built in Unity. So it's yeah, I think, the place we want to put that out. I
3: think out. it is totally that high. Oh, Grab we have to take a break again, but when we come back, I want to dig a little bit more into some trends in in FinTech and specifically in VR commerce, since I know you are the the expert in all of these things. So we are talking to Brad Lynette, who is the IT project management guy for guy, dude, expert (laughs) for PayScout, which is a global payment processing provider. And uh, Brad has done so much work in fintech, and we're now learning all about new ways that commerce is going to be enabled. So we'll be back in a moment on the TechCat Show.
0: From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com.
2: The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network.
0: This is the TechCat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Now, um,
1: we are talking to Brad Lynette, who just actually corrected me as a new title. He is Solutions Engineer at PayScout, and PayScout is a global payment processing provider. Um, And we're talking all about the future of commerce, specifically in VR. um, And Brad was kind of filling me in a little bit um, on some of the experience that this is going to be and and what the hope of this uh, technology will be, that it will become a standard sort of layer um, in every VR experience. So, you know, with all the hacking and with all the, um, you know, computer break-ins and all of this kind of thing, people are really... um, you know, frightened of trusting digital and the and commerce in these spaces. So, how do how do you guys communicate all the great work that you're doing in security? Because I know that's a big part of of PayScout's reputation.
2: Absolutely. Um, so, when it comes to security, we coming from a payments company, we kind of design this application with that in mind first. So. The way it works, um, you know, for, for those that aren't too familiar with the financial industry, there's a, a massive certification called, you know, PCI. So as a company, as our, our gateway, um, our payments gateway, we're fully level one PCI compliant, which is what you're going to want to be if you're going to be handling payments. But we designed the application to make it easier on the merchants and the consumers. So nothing in this application is actually stored on the application. It's all done with tokens, which is a, you know, a form of encryption. So between actually encrypting everything using, um, you know, what's called call IDs and tokens, we you're not actually trans, uh, uh, transmitting any of uh, personal data, which is great. Um, and what happens is also with this application, it was, uh, you know, even a I guess extra protected. I guess you could say, um, with Visa Checkout, they have a lot of built-in uh, security and fraud tools as well. So even going through that process, kind of made this this version a, a like I guess, a double token. Um, when we do that, it enables that that kind of that safety, that that peace of mind as you're enacting these transactions. And we want to try to relay that into the plugin to make it available for everybody because we want to show how this can be done, how it can be done securely, and we want to, you know, if you're going to grow commerce as a platform in virtual reality, you want to kind of put your best foot forward and show that it is going to be secure. It can be trusted. There's no major concerns with that.
1: Got it. So you're bringing that same um, validation and security and all the protocols, all the standard protocols um, that have been in payment to these new platforms and these new new technologies. So that if any um, any content creator was concerned if they if they go with you, they know that you're you're bringing all that security and and um, regulatory, um, if I may say, comeuppance. <laughs> <laughs> to the to the table um which which is really important right
2: no absolutely and the same and and that's why we wanted to treat it that way we we you know as if it's uh you know completely full scale in its element because we we wanted to apply the same security and the same attention to, you know, fraud concerns that we do the rest of our business. So as a payment processor, we're very familiar with that. We want to make sure that everything is secure and compliant and go through proper risk. Um, so this application does the same. So we've made sure that it the, you know, it, it's as secure as you can be while maintaining a, uh, an easy experience, uh, a fluid experience. The overall goal with making it frictionless, you want to be able to enter virtual reality, put on the headset, I guess, um, and to be able to complete your entire shopping experience without ever taking it off. Right, right. This is why when we released this uh, initially back in June um, at Money 2020 in, in Copenhagen, it was actually the first in the world where you're able to, you know, consumers are actually able to go in, purchase a product in virtual reality, and actually have it delivered to them. So for physical goods, it was actually the first in the world to do that.
1: Do you think that eventually this is basically going to be how we all shop, like the that we will never leave our homes and we will uh, go into these VR retail environments? Because obviously retail, brick-and-mortar retails are suffering now anyway, um, and trying to reinvent who they are um, now that most of us are shopping online. So th- do you guys envision a future where this will be how people shop?
2: I envision a future where this is a, a, another viable option. I think that's a, a, about where where you want it to be. You want to give everybody options. Virtual reality allows you certain things that you can't get in the real world, even if you had all the time, all the money, wherever, and you lived in that area. You can do things in virtual reality that you can't anywhere. Um, and I see that it's definitely going to maintain that that potential. There are certain things that are going to lend themselves um, very specific to virtual reality and it's also going to be able to you know anything you can do in the real world you could do in virtual reality so enabling that as an option means that we're going to have that possibility you'll see a lot of similar trends that you saw when you had e-commerce first come out nobody thought people were you know that people were going to shop purchase spend their money on a computer what was going to buy books online and we, we, we know how that turned out same people and even some new people said the, had a similar opinion when it came to M commerce, doing things on your phone. And you're still seeing the same thing with V commerce or with virtual reality commerce or VR commerce, because what you're having now is a new way that you can do it, a new way that you're going to experience things that can get you a, a deeper connection, more immersion to what you're looking at. One of the great experiences that we're working with as well is not directly tied to commerce, but does have a payment component to it is working with nonprofit you really want to showcase a great experience really tie in that emotional connection and then instead of just experiencing it have the ability to contribute to it have the ability right, right, to right 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 away after
1: that emotional it. connection has been made so not wait but but be able to do it right then and there
2: exactly cuz what's currently happening is people will look at these 360 experiences and then they'll put down their headset. They'll, you know, in best case scenario, they're going to go grab their laptop. They're going to look up the site, find out where they can donate, what they can donate. You want to remove the friction. So oh, that's, that's what such we're trying a, that's
1: to do a, with everything. That's, that's a great point. Now, you mentioned um, Money 2020. What are some of the other fintech shows that, you know, that you go to or that PayScout has a presence at? Because these are, again, the shows that I've been noticing are growing tremendously right now?
2: Absolutely. So we're at a lot of the shows. <laughs> um, <laughs> some of them are for more attendees and as opposed to, you know, a, a presence or an activation. So we've, we've been at shop.org. We've been at uh, um, VRLA. Um, obviously, we're LA local, so we, we definitely love our VRLA, biggest virtual reality conference. Um, GDC, uh, AWE. I've been at. Uh, we were at E3. I've gone to Tech Ignite. VR on the lot. Um, we we go to a lot of these different events. Uh, some of them are for education, and some of them are to showcase. Some of them are with partners, and some of them are by ourselves. But if you're going to the right shows and the right events, and you're curating that list, there's a lot of valuable information that you're going to gain.
1: And is it, um, now that you mentioned VRLA, um, GDC, which is Game Developers, um, AWE, which is Augmented World, so are you shifting your focus to having a presence more at these virtual reality shows, or are you also bringing VR to the Money 2020s and um, whatever the other money, you know, finan- FinTech conferences are, because there's a ton of just pure FinTech shows too. Are they eager to to see this stuff, or are you more coming at it from the VR side and bringing them fintech?
2: It's a a great question because it's definitely both. It's in parallel. You know, people in the financial industry want to show another way that payments are happening, want to understand what this is. So we're definitely showcasing at financial conferences, um, at fintech events um but with virtual reality we want to make sure that we are educating um as well the developers on you know it's contrary to what some analysts are saying this isn't 3 years 4 years out this is this is live it's here now there there is no more just what am i you know i have i have x amount of time to figure out what i want to do in virtual reality this is moving very fast so we want to make sure that we're getting this in the hands of developers and educating them so that we can really start building that, uh, that platform.
1: And do you find that you you guys have to convince um, your partners in the ecosystem about this or like, who is it that needs the most help in jumping on board?
2: It's an interesting way to, to look at that. Um, it, Right now, because I I think I get your meaning, there's there's some people um, and and, and some people that we've been in conversations with that don't quite uh, uh, get it. Um, And we're in a position right now that we actually have um, a lot of people. I'll just phrase it that way. A lot of people coming to us um, and looking at it with different possibilities and wanting different things. So we're in a very fortunate position at this point where we're not having to I guess, convince people of things. We're, we're more, they're trying to convince us. <laughs> oh, right, right, because you, be uh, you, yes.
1: right. you have a unique product, and um, yes. you know, and you're sitting in a unique space, um, and so, so everyone's looking at how, how they can partner with you. I mean, honestly, it's the first um, non-friction example of, of VR shopping uh, that I've seen, and I think when we come back, we can talk a little bit about, you know, where you guys are, are exploring all of this. But def- definitely we see VR commerce as being an opportunity for a more immersive experience, basically. And really, um, it would be fun to shop with the celebrity whose outfit you like. And so in VR, you can do things like that. So th- so there's a host of potential and an- yet another way that I will be spending all of my money <laughs> Shopping. Um, And it'll be interesting to talk to you a little bit about the demographics that you think this will really light up with. All right, well, we're going to be back in a moment with Brad Lynette, who is the solutions engineer for PayScout, really um, the global payment processing company. And Brad is digging into all sorts of emerging platforms and bringing um, PayScout security. Um, to, to that um, and specifically really getting excited about the future of VR commerce so we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show and we're going to dig a little bit more um, into where all of this is going and what PayScout is up to
2: Voice America Business Network the bottom line in business
0: Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com.
2: in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to laurie at techcat.tv. That's laurie at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we're back with our last segment here talking to Brad
1: Lynette, who's the solutions engineer at PayScout, and really digging into the future of fintech. Um, which is all the technology that's happening right now in the financial sector, and you know specifically our interest is uh, is understanding what consumer what's going to happen to the consumer with all this. So so for so long we were talking about m commerce and how people would use their phones to to make purchases now we're talking about vr commerce and do you think that's all going to be um you know headset oriented um or do you think there'll be other ways that people will experience vr and commerce or is it going to be at these big uh, location-based theaters is it going to be on the cardboard or you know what's your take on really the the uh, the distribution piece of vr which uh, you know i think eludes us all right now
2: that's a great question I think you're going to see a little bit of all of it because there's specific activations or purposes for all of it um you're going to see the big changes are going to happen when you see headsets that are not tethered um you know they're not tied to very large computers or computers that you have to wear on your back uh, things like that you know battery technology is going to definitely have to uh to take a jump in order for that to happen as well as you know uh heat management but um you're going to see a lot of headset-based applications for virtual reality, simply because you need to be immersed in that experience. Um, when you're looking at, you know, those other other applications, you're going to side more towards, you know, AR-specific. VR is a great platform. I think there's still massive untapped potential within virtual reality. But what you're going to find is that it's going to have a specific use. It's going to work well with augmented reality. It's not going to be replaced by augmented reality. So you're going to start to find as AR actually gets developed up uh, even more is that they're really going to define their spaces. So you're going to see these uh, um, less blending of what could be one and what could be the other, and it's going to start to be a little bit more defined.
1: So, so that's interesting. You you mentioned AR. So, of course, VR, virtual reality, when you go into you know an environment and interact, and then AR, which is more of a digital overlay in the in the real world. Are you guys developing you know a commerce widget for AR as well, or is it all sort of combining?
2: Ideally, we want to create a, a you know a solution for any outlet. Um, I mean, but to answer your question, yes, we are working with augmented reality as well. We are working with WebVR as well. Um, you know the next major step is going to be with, with augmented reality. You're going to see a lot of, uh, of great potential with that. Um, the way it's going to interact with your environment. you're going to have uh, more readily available information, more overlay type information. Then uh, it's going to be while you're doing your everyday tasks. Uh, it's going to lead to a lot, a lot of great innovation, um, and that's virtual reality is going to be a, your your great escape, and your augmented reality is going to be your supplemental information, um, your your supplemental experiences. It's adding on top that that fun layer. Uh, on the real world. You look at probably the most popular example of augmented reality, which was, you know, that the Pokemon Go by Niantic, but what you're doing is you're putting elements and interacting with the real world so you're not just escaping from it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you're commoditizing it with, with what you're doing.
2: Correct. Oh, no, with, what with, we which, want to have which, happen. Is, is the ability to conduct a commerce frictionless in any platform. So we're definitely working towards that as well.
1: I, I love um, all of this. I, I just can't wait for this world to, to be real. So where can we find out more about what PayScout is up to?
2: So our, our website, obviously, um, is, is a great asset, payscout.com. Uh, we do have a, a Twitter at PayScout. Uh, we have our Facebook our LinkedIn, um, you know, if you have just, uh, we we have social channels, we have blogs, um, all of which can be found directly through our our webpage or one of our social media accounts. Um, and for those that are looking for more of that, you know, kind of specific question related to VR VR commerce, uh, we we did open up an email, so you can you can go to vrcommerce dot com or email vr at payscout dot com.
1: And are you are you finding that your your are your customers now? Um, VR developers, or is it still retailers? And your partners are VR developers, because you're really sitting at the center of the swirl in this space. So, who's your client?
2: At the moment, everybody. Um, we're <laughs> That's having, a nice place uh, to
1: be. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's it, it definitely. Um, it gets a little hectic, but yeah, no, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a good place to be. Uh, we're you know we we're, we're working with. Uh, like I said, uh, top end consulting firms we're working with um, enterprise level merchants um, companies just the standard businesses, retail not retail we're working directly with some retailers we're working with nonprofits we're working you know as I said directly with the developers of the content we're working with content creators um, video production all of it.
1: Now, um, an interesting question that came in from some folks that are uh, sending us questions, but what happens in this environment if somebody has a question? You know, because usually if you're making a purchase, you can click on a chat box and talk to somebody, or it's very easy to reach out to a helpline in an analog environment where you pick up your phone or you you click on a box or something. So is, is that part of your solution, or are you leaving that to the developer?
2: It's a great question. Um, something I've always been a big proponent of is, is supporting content, and supporting what this is after, after you release it. For our, our kind of demo, our, our prototype, um, we didn't build in a support functionality for that. You have your standard merchant support. Um, so this would, in this case, tie directly to the merchant. For developer support using the plugin, we would be that uh, that kind of support channel for there. So for in, in that example of, purchasing clothing uh, for our body language where we created that application. you would have your support direct line through to body language.
1: And is there um, because I'm sure you've done a lot of research around this or at least your you know, the people you're partnering with have, but do they do they think that it will be the the purse owner in the household that will be most using this? like who who do you think? This is really being designed for on the consumer side. Is, is there is it general audience, or do you see it as, as sort of more, um, you know, male focus, female-focused, general public? You know, wh- where do you see this going?
2: Well, the current statistic right now is the, the high demographic is males 18 to 34. You know, and it's primarily game-driven, as you as you stated earlier, um, one of the driving forces with virtual reality and innovation in some of this technology comes from the gaming industry, video gaming. So what you'll see is that's still going to be your largest demographic, but as we showcase more applications, commerce, more uh, enterprise, or more non-gaming content for these, you're going to see that demographic balance out. Um, as the cost of headsets go down, you're not going to be marketing or, or putting content direct to your, you know, your high-end PC users. So there's a few things that will happen that will make this, uh, that kind of demographic shift a little bit more balanced.
1: Got it. Um, it's sort of the same in parallel to what's happening overall with the industry in general as well. Uh Um, As this becomes more relevant. And um, are you yourself um, blogging and tweeting and doing all that um, for the company or, um, you know, are you just the man behind the curtain? (laughs)
2: <laughs> to, once again as, as my nature to be fairly blunt i've been pretty heads down for the last uh, you know six eight months on a lot of this stuff so it's something i i, I might be doing but uh, at the moment i haven't had too much of an opportunity to um you know i've do my best to even maintain my linkedin and even that sometimes has a has a Oh, you're in such a such a
1: like. yeah, you're in such such a hot space. All right, so people can check out um, everything going on with PayScout at Payscout.com, on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at PayScout. Um, and you have a blog there, which um, people can subscribe to and really keep up to date uh, on the latest that's happening in commerce, and then the the future of this you know ARVR commerce piece, which is just fascinating. Um, and obviously, you know the next couple of years are going to be very busy for you um, <laughs> as this 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 world explodes. So we have been um, b- being enlightened, I think, about the future of commerce by Brad Lynette, who's the solutions engineer at Pay Scout, which is a global payment processing provider who's really at the center of this storm of of uh, combining the excitement around virtual reality, augmented reality, and the new way to interact with the world and adding um, really easy-to-use uh, commerce solutions that are both secure um, and also intuitive in, in how they're using it. So thank you so much, Brad. Thanks for joining us on the Tech Hat Show and uh, for enabling more shopping. I think um, you're, you're, you're doing a great benefit to the world.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that was Brad Lynette, Pay hey, Scout. We'll be back next week with another Smarty Pants. Uh, maybe that person will also uh, help us shop some more. I'm not really sure. I'm getting really good at shopping in every platform that is available. But we'll be back next week. Have a great week and join us again on the Tech Cat Show.